Welcome to episode 30 of the unofficial Gilmore Girls podcast. I'm Alicia. And I'm Dave. And this week we are doing a character analysis of Luke Danes, who is played by Scott Patterson. Yeah, I like, I like, I don't know, I don't know Scott personally, but like I really like his character and I like to imagine that Scott in real life is really close to that. You know, Mm. I know, I know what you're about to say. You read things online that he's not, but you know, internet be damned. Uh, I don't believe things unless it's on color or in color and on TV. So, so you don't believe it's in color and on the internet? Nope, because the internet's all full of lies. Hmm. What happens when TV moves over to the internet full time? What are you gonna do then? Hmm. I don't know. Dilemma. <laughs> well, his uh, Scott's birthday's coming up really soon. Um, and before Scott's birthday, somebody else's birthday's coming up. I don't. I don't know if that's uh, if that's public knowledge. Um, it is now. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> David's birthday is Saturday, September 9th, and Scott's is Monday, September 11th. Very cool. And just not that anybody cares, but my dad's birthday is smack dab in the middle of me and Scott. He's September 10th. Wow. Interesting. Huh? That's we'll, really we'll make good. sure that all our fans tell your dad a happy birthday. Oh, that would be cool. He'd like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's uh, it's pretty convenient. That way I don't ever forget my dad's birthday. Mm-hmm. I just or have- Scott's. I don't, yeah, <laughs> I, yes, Scott's also. Well, his is easy to remember because <laughs> it was September 11th, yes. so that must have sucked to have that be your birthday, so. Um, he was born in 1958, so he's going to be 48 next week. Hmm. He's getting up there. I wonder how old Luke's character, like the character of Luke is supposed to be. Same age, younger, closer uh, to Lorelai's age? Probably probably closer to Lorelai's age because they, they went to high school about the same time. I never. I don't think so. I got that. Did I just make that up? I don't think he was a teenager in the eighties. Huh. Huh. Yeah, I think he made it up. I'm just thinking of him and uh, April Nardini's mom. Yeah. I forget what's her name again. Anna. Anna. I don't know if I'm gonna like Anna. Um. Well. We'll see. No comment. <laughs> okay. So he was born in Philadelphia, but he was raised in New Jersey. Um, he went to Rutgers to study comparative literature. There's a lot of smart people in the cast of uh, Gilmore Girls. A lot of educated people. Well, he dropped out. Oh. That doesn't mean he's not educated. I'm a dropout. All right? And I, you're, you're smart. That doesn't mean you're educated, though. There's a difference. See, I guess You I can be, be an intellectual and not intellectual, be educated. That's, that's what I was thinking of. I guess mm-hmm. I need to go back to Coolidge. You are. Oh, yeah. I guess that's what I should learn now that I'm in college. <sighs> Okay, so anyways, um, he dropped out to play baseball for some community colleges, and then he was drafted to the minor leagues and went on to play with the Yankees, the Braves, and the Rangers for eight years before he was dropped. Yeah. So from 80 to 88. I'm not surprised that he was a baseball player. He's got that build to him, you know what I mean? Like real like thick and lean. But And the butt. Well, I didn't know. I'm not <laughs> looking there. I'm talking about his upper torso, Alicia. Oh. Come on, get your mind out of the gutter. Well, up here, up high, up here. That's what I think of when I think of baseball players. Sorry, um, it's the pants. Yeah. So, I almost bought a uh, baseball card of his on eBay the other day. And then I decided that it would be crazy because unless you're a huge Scott Patterson fan, and I'm not, I, just, I, I don't know. I, 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 I skim eBay for Gilmore Girls things that I plan on giving away to listeners. But I saw it, I was like, oh, that'd be really cool. And I was like, eh, never mind. I don't. I mean, I like Scott. But, you know. Not that much. Not that much. But if you do like him that much, you should look for another <laughs> one of his cards on eBay. 
I'll, I'll get I'll I'll try and get one sometime. You know, give them away. It wasn't expensive because you know. Not, not, <laughs> well, <just> really? <laughs> I was just saying it wasn't expensive because like eBay. You know, what I mean, like there's no like. I don't know. Whoever had them up for sale obviously wasn't like hitting up the forums of Gilmore Girls because I'd imagine if that got out to like you know a little Scott I love Scott Patterson thread in someone's forum that it gets snatched up and potentially go for more than the ten bucks it was going for. So, so anyways, he also studied acting in New York and he currently lives in L.A. And I think didn't we read somewhere that like he has enough money set aside that if like. Once Gilmore Girls is over, if he never gets another acting job, he's pretty much set for life. Yeah, I read an article in, uh, I want to say Forbes or maybe like Money Matters or something like that. Uh, maybe in uh, MSN Money, I think. And it was, yeah, I just came across, someone brought it to my attention because of Scott. And he basically said that, that like he's not really banking on doing anything. Not that he doesn't want to do stuff past it, but like he's not naive. And he's making pretty good money now being Luke in Gilmore Girls. So he's got a personal planner and CPA and stuff, and they've got a plan for him to you know invest that money and not just blow it. I mean, he, he did. He talked about some of the things that he had bought just to sort of splurge on, but he's not stupid by any means. So, I'm, and I'm I'm really when I read that, I was like, man, that's awesome because that's kind of some of the stuff that I do personally. You know what I mean? That I try and think farther out as far as financing goes. And I thought it's kind of cool that somebody in Hollywood. Is the same way, you know what I mean? And you consult your CPA as well. And I consult my CPA, it's true. Gotta love the CPA. <laughs> but, you know, I, I don't imagine seeing Luke, not Luke Danes, but uh, Scott Patterson on Cribs, you know, and he's like, here's my Bentley, here's my other Bentley, you know, and here's my Lamborghini, and then here's my yellow Lamborghini. I don't, I don't think that's Scott, you know what I mean? So I, it was cool to hear that he's smart with his money. Hmm. So we looked up his filmography to see what he else he's been in. Um, he's been in a lot of TV shows, like as far as guest appearances, you know. And the one that I can think of, like that he's most notable from, um, is the one in Seinfeld. And if you're a big Seinfeld fan, you'll remember this. He was the um, guy that Lane, Elaine, Elaine, not Lane, wrong show, determined <laughs> was sponge-worthy. Ah, uh, so. sponge-worthy Scott. So I thought that was interesting. And then Lauren Graham has also been guest star on there, but a different episode. But we'll talk about that another time. Um, he's also been on Will and Grace, Get Real. And like Matt Zucre, he has also been a voice on Justice League. Hmm. So that was kind of cool. And then a couple of movies he's been in, um, Little Big League, um, Three Wishes, an indie film called Rhapsody in Bloom, and this year... A movie called Her Best Move. And he also did stunts on the movie Blank Check. Hmm, he was a stunt man. Did they ever say who he was a stunt person for? I didn't look that far into it, David. Hmm. But I I saw Blank Check when I was like, you know, 12. So I remember that movie. That was kind of cool. You got to do what you got to do to make that money in Hollywood. Yep. So and I can see him being a stunt guy. It's like you said, he's athletic and big, got the big muscles and stuff. So Yeah. If you're into older guys, you know, you think that's hot, so whatever. As far as his character, Luke Danes, um, I did find a quote that Scott, uh, of Scott talking about his character, and I wanted to read it. It's, he said, I never worked in a coffee shop, and I don't drink coffee, so I never thought I would become a coffee pusher on TV. 
So I thought that's kind of cool because we'd already also mentioned the fact that Alexis Bladell doesn't drink coffee either. So it's kind of, and I don't think Luke drinks it on the show, but he sells it on the show. So it's right. kind of funny to people who hate coffee and coffee is like one of the big things of this show. So I like to imagine that Alexis Bladell drinks Dr. Pepper. She just drinks soda. And that soda is probably Dr. Pepper. Or maybe Cherry Coke. No. <laughs> no, not Cherry. Anyways, Dr. Pepper's delicious. I buy, buy Cherry Coke so he won't drink it. So Yeah, good good defense mechanism. Buy crap. <laughs> it's not crap, David. Anyway. Let's move on. Um, I wanna do thank you guys all for all your input on your favorite Luke moments. We yeah. had a lot and so I, we couldn't get to everybody's. A lot of our overlaps. Ton. I'm I'm going to respond to everybody's emails that I've been getting and I get a lot. Like the last time I opened I got like hundred and twenty some odd emails. I was like, Oh geez. You know, and I like reading through them. So and, and I don't <laughs> <laughs> I'm not bragging. I'm just I'm just giving a, a picture to somebody so that when they email me, they're like, Dave's an ass. He hasn't emailed me, and I emailed him back. Like, or I emailed him like a week ago. I'm getting to it. I will. I'll respond to each and every one of you. And we also wanted to um, let you guys know that we had not put out a new episode until now because we've been um, remodeling our studio, so it's been under construction, and we just it's still not fully completed. But now it's good enough where we can record a podcast again. Yes, so. I've- Strung it all together here and did the best I could. I, I just didn't want to go a couple of weeks without doing one. You know what I mean? Like, and I wish I wish we had gave people a heads up. I just thought that the, we were going to be done with the studio sooner. So, my so, apologies. But now we have a much nicer studio. You know, much more feng shui going on here. It is. It is a lot. It's much more flowing in here. Yeah. I like the way. I like the way we're seated. This is nice. We're further away from each other. So that's. And that's not the <laughs> nice I was talking about. I'm just. Saying. Oh. Well, yeah. Anyway. The acoustics are good in here, too. Yeah. Um, And Cooper has more room to lounge around, so he's not, like, sitting on my feet. Yeah, I made him a little bed in the corner. That way he can just, like, relax Mm -hmm. and not bark or do anything weird. Nothing worse than a podcast with a barking dog. I think that's, like, a standard. Like, you're not cool unless you've got, you know, a barking dog in the background. Anyways, I digress. Okay, so... um, Thanks for all your input again. Um, I'm going to mention a few fan favorite moments, but like I said, we got so many that we can't get to everybody's. But at first, I wanted to read an email from Steph. She said, Dear Alicia, like a lot of fans, I was disappointed with Luke in season six. I agree. I'm really glad that you guys are doing an analysis of his character arc so that fans can remember the old Luke. Looking back, I thought of a couple favorite moments that kind of go together. All the way back in Season 1, Luke wasn't one to talk about his feelings, and I think that for a long time his actions spoke louder than any dialogue he might have had. So, my favorite Luke moment is from Season 2 when he built Lorelai the Hoopa. Is it Hoopa or Hoopa? I think it's Hoopa. Okay. And yeah, that's when, when I first read that email and she said, actions speaking louder than words, the first thing that came to mind was that little, the... Huppa or whatever it's called, where it's it's that arc that goes over it and stuff. And that's the first thing I thought of. Okay. So it's Huppa. Sorry. Such a great word, which, yes, it is, but if I can pronounce it right. Um, And that was in Red Light on the Wedding Night. And she said, also, season five, when he built her the ice rink to reunite her with snow in women of questionable morals. Questionable morals. Sorry. Yeah, you knew the ice rink just melted some hearts out there in TV land. Right. That, you know what I mean? Like, there's probably, like, a lot of, oh, and, oh snow. Lorelai yeah. and snow made up because of Luke. There you go. What? Is it a girly moment? Yes, very girly. Very chick flicky. But chivalrous nonetheless. You know, it's something that... Chivalry's not dead, ladies. Damn straight. 
it's something that like I would as I watch that I'm like, man, that'd be you know that'd be something cool I'd like to do for my woman. You know what I mean? Except I don't ice skate, yeah. so maybe yeah. something else. Okay. Okay, and she said both times the gesture was so incredibly sweet and maybe a little bit sad with her engagement to Max and her secret meeting with Christopher. Both moments add depth to Luke's character and allow us to see him as more than the curmudgeon at the diner. She's spot on. Yes, that's exactly. And I, want I, to, I want to hire her and make her an intern. <sighs> that can happen. Okay. Um, I think that, you know, season six, both Lorelai and Luke were acting out of character for at least... Rory was acting out of character the first half, and then Luke and Lorelai were acting out of character the second half. That's kind of the way I see it. So um, I guess you, if you started watching Gilmore Girls in season six and you didn't like Luke, I could see why. Sure. Because, you know, you're seeing the bad side first. So if, if, that, if this is you, maybe go back and watch... At least the first couple of seasons, just to see the really nice Luke, and you'll see why a lot of people are upset that of what happened in the finale with him and Lorelai because they do like him so much. But one thing I did want to remind people was that his character was originally a woman. That's totally true. We've covered that previously. Right. I'll touch on it again. He was written into the not the plot line. How do you say this? Like some shows have a thing called a Bible, and it's like they establish like how, what the show is about and like where it's going to go and like, you know, you know, where, where it's going to arc and where it's going to end even. And he was just going to be another townie like Miss Patty and Taylor. Right. And, and, and it was, it, and it, maybe not even have as big a role as they did, you know, yeah. or I guess she. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so after they casted him to do it, I guess it was one of those, like maybe a unisex role where they, they didn't mind bending. It was such a, like Miss Patty and, uh, Babette, Babette and stuff. If, I mean, not necessarily bad bet, but like. Or maybe the they thought they had too many of those women, so they wanted a guy. I don't know, you know, to balance it out. Right, but it was, it was one of those roles where like they weren't heart set on making it a woman. So when Scott comes in, and then him and uh, Lauren. Laura, Lauren Graham had such chemistry together, or at least on on camera, they worked really well. That you know. They kept him around, so. But I just want to keep that in mind for the people who, and I at times think this too, think that Luke and Lorelai are meant to be together. Maybe they're not. Right, yeah, and we, we say that because when we, when you watch the storyline move along, you see them sort of like catching glances and, you know, they have interactions and you start thinking, oh, he'd be, he'd be perfect for her and stuff. But if you wanted to stay true to what the story was going to be like originally, you, we, we I mean, it's horrible for us to to push our um, you know opinions onto the show, like or to to assume that they're going to write in what we think should happen. That might not necessarily be true. If Amy Sherman Palladino and her husband, you know, originally conceived this as, as a filler uh, character, you know, to add depth to the town, then they were never meant to be. And maybe Lorelai was either A, meant to be alone, which is very possible, and yes. it still is possible, or B, meant to be end up with Christopher because it's Rory's dad. And as right. Emily has said this whole time, that's the way it should be. Right. And we don't really know. And now the Paladinos are gone, so it's not as much of you know what they envisioned at the beginning at first. Mm-hmm. You know, now... It's up to the writers. But they, they let the, the plot get kind of dynamic there for a while, you know, through, I don't know, season four, five, and six, and probably deviated from, you know, what might have been the original intent of the show. So, again, you know, just keep that in mind that if you're really heart set on them ending up together, they may not. 
you know, I don't really have an opinion on it at this point because the season six Luke I'm not happy with. So, um, I personally don't like him right now and don't want him with Lorelai the way he is right now, but maybe in season seven, he'll redeem himself with me and everybody else in Lorelai, which would be the most important thing was with her. But, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. So just wanted to throw that out there. Just be the devil's advocate for a second. So, so on to the next email. Well, just from now on, it's just um, fan favorite moments, just oh. different ones. But these were submitted. Yes, they were either email. submitted via email or through the comments on the website. I also pulled some from there too. So because a lot of people, some people don't email us; they put comments instead. So have to use all mediums. <laughs> um, Kelsey said her favorite moment is in um, the episode from season one in Double Date. Where Lorelai goes to Luke's diner with Rune. Remember when she double dates with Suki and Jackson? Yeah, Rune was an awesome character. <laughs> he was so obnoxious. And, like, he, I'm glad he was there because everybody has a cousin like that or a friend like that that is just, like, so unbelievably igno- obnoxious that it just it, it boggles the mind. You know what I mean? And Jackson has another one because, if you recall, when all those people came for... Um, Suki and Jackson's wedding, or was, was yeah, it was, no, the christening of their kids, right. and that other guy, cousin of his that kept hitting on Lorelai. Oh, that, no, he came in, and he was like, so, Rune said you were really loose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, it was bad. Like, remember, remember? But it's funny that they tied in Rune with that, too. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to go off on a tangent talking about that guy trying to check in and giving her looks. Yeah, that was a good episode. I'll just let people remember that in their minds. Um... So then in, when they're in the diner, Luke starts starts attempting to ask Lorelai out when Mrs. Kim interrupts. And she said that she just loves the magic in that whole scene when they're talking about how good and nice beginnings of relationships are and how Lorelai really wants that again. And then later in the episode, he attempts to ask her out again, but he loses his courage. So, um, And that was season one, you know, where they were like basically laying the foundation mm-hmm. for a potential love interest between Luke and Lorelai, so... Well, that is a great moment. Lainey said, and this is one of my favorite moments, too. I thought this was really sweet. When it is when Paul Anka eats too much chocolate in Luke's apartment. Oh, yeah, and he has to rush him off to the vet. Uh-huh. I thought that was really sweet, especially because he's not a big dog person. and he, But he let Paul Anka in his apartment, and dogs at him and stuff. And he left him alone, which you have to learn. You can't just leave a dog in an apartment. Yeah, especially if you haven't, like, dog-proofed the apartment. Then he get into, like, Baker's chocolate or yeah. something? Like, really thick oh, stuff. Oh, it's the worst. Now, if it was dark chocolate, that'd be pretty good. So, Catherine said her favorite thing was back in season one, how nice he was to Lorelai and Sweet. And he, she mentioned the same scene um, on the, when Lorelai and Rune are on the date. And then she also mentioned where he drove her to the hospital to see Richard. And then Emily, I think, makes a comment about asking... I think him, didn't she ask him at that time if they're together or something? Yeah, and she got defensive. So I thought that was really sweet, too. Um, she said she also liked the protective and paternal side in him that came out with Jess in third season and now with April in this past season and even sometimes toward Rory. And I think that that is really important. It's true. As, as tough as Jess was to handle with him, you know, clashing with a lot of the different characters in Stars Hollow, uh, Luke went that extra mile to try and be a father figure to him or at least be fair and just with him. 
you know, setting up boundaries and establishing rules and what he was and wasn't able to do and stuff like that. And as much as Jess clashed with that and thought, well, you know, it's none of your business. You're not my dad. I don't think he actually said that, but you got that vibe, like, you know, whatever, you know, he had no, that I whatever. I think he did say that at one point. Did he, so. he had that whatever attitude, which bugs the crap out of me. But yes, Luke, Luke showed his, his, uh, paternal side there. And that was really an interesting insight. It was character. He also showed it in, um, one of these scenes that Shumi said is her favorite moments. Um, and those are strings Pinocchio at Rory's high school graduation. Luke went to the graduation. Christopher didn't, but Luke did, which I thought was really interesting. And I think they said, Oh, he's out of town or something, but it's important that Luke went there and not Christopher. Cause there's been a lot of times where Luke played the father role to her. Right. Um, and it's, she said it's one of the first times you see him really cleaned up. And the scene where he cries is great, which I thought was hilarious that he cried. Like, mm-hmm. I totally wasn't expecting that at all, you know. And so is the one where he hugs Rory awkwardly after her speech. It shows his fatherly instincts towards her. So Yeah, and it also shows that, that he's not, he wasn't entirely in that role because it was kind of an awkward hug, you know yeah. what I mean? Well, but- every... Ru- Every hug with Alexis is awkward, yeah. <laughs> but that's a whole other thing. <laughs> she she hugs so weird in that show. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Not she, Logan though, not as much. Hmm. I don't know what to ask. But her. like other people that aren't her love interest, she hugs weird. Anyway, very true. Uh, Shumi also <laughs> chimed in to say that one other one of her moments that she really enjoyed was when Luke pushes Jess into the lake. So that was priceless. And she says, Jess, a.k.a. Spawn of Satan. I think she just said that so that she'd get her email. Hey, whatever works, Dave. Uh No, I really really enjoyed that because it was so spontaneous and you weren't expecting it. You're just watching them walk down the thing. You're like, okay, what are they? You know, it's just a scene of them walking. They'll get to the end of the the bridge and then it'll cut scene to something else. And he just sticks his elbow, his, his hand up, and then just straight arms them into the lake. It was really, really funny. No, it was... Funnier to David than he's describing right now. It was one of those scenes <laughs> where he laughed out loud. If you were on the other side of the of our neighborhood, you could hear him. Yeah. And he made me re- rewind it and play it <laughs> over and over like five times. Thank God for TiVo. It was just funny. It, it's something that like I would do to like one of my brothers or something. You know what I mean? Just you know, unexpected, no warning, just. Uh, and that was like that was the first episode that. Jess, when Jess arrived in town, too, I think. So that was even funnier that Luke was already tired of him by then. He was like, meh, personally. <laughs> the rest, some of these, when I'm telling these people's names, it's their username on our site, and I don't know their real names, so I'm just using their username. So Neptune Pirate Queen said um, her favorite episode was, and Luke can see her face when he was listening to the self-help tapes. Especially when he was talking to the tapes and responding, and also the look in his face when he realized he was in love with Lorelai. It showed a softer side to Luke. Like, like we knew who he was thinking of the whole time, but like right. when he realized it, that was pretty cool. So yeah, and him taking, him doing those little self help tapes and books and stuff. Was <laughs> that just, was out of character. Yeah, it was, and it, <laughs> it was just weird. I don't know. And I've gotten this um, comment from several people, so I'm not going to mention any specific names about it. Um, but a lot of people said that their first, or their favorite moment was when Luke took Lorelai out on their first official date. Um, so, like his version of like his Luke's, as Lorelai says, like this is your Luke's, and shows with the horoscope of when they first met. You know, um, 
Was it a horoscope or fortune cookie? It was a horoscope. Oh, okay. My memory is weird like that. I just switch them around. Now that place was cool, and like the mom and pop that owned the place, like knew Luke, and you know put him at his table and asked him if he wanted his usual and stuff like that. It was really. They cool. said not to put garlic on it to give the boy a chance. Yeah, <laughs> you want some garlic. Oh, don't do that to him. Give the boy a chance. And like giving him a hard time for drinking beer or something. So yeah, but it it was really endearing and mm-hmm. it was it was fun to watch. And Lorelai said that Luke's got a Luke's. Yeah. Sandra D said, um, and I forgot about this moment, but this is back earlier in the show when he asked Lorelai to marry him just to shut her up. Yeah. He's like, will you marry me? Because she's like going off on some tangent in the diner. Mm -hmm. And she said, what? (laughs) That was pretty funny. And it was even funnier because later on she was the one that proposed to him, you know, so. Um, Then... uh the next Luke moment that our viewers thought were their favorites was sent in by Gigi Lover, and she said that in the episode Raincoats and Recipes, which is also the episode that they first kiss, her her favorite moment is when he's coming closer to Lorelai, he moves in and she says, what are you doing? And he says, just stop moving. And then, you know, makes his move and has the kiss and stuff like that. So, you know, it shows that he's assertive and gets it done and but he was and nervous too. He was nervous, so. so and she, you, you could tell she was nervous because she kind of pulled back, but not pulled back because she didn't want to kiss him. Just pulled back because she, like, wasn't really sure. Like, was this the moment? Is this, is this the kiss? Is this how it's going down? She was like kind of pulling back, you know. I thought that was a cool moment, also. So thanks, Gigi Lover. Well, and you'd already kind of chewed her out for like you knew that my intention, what my intentions were at the wedding. Um, talking about um, his sister's wedding, you know, she was kind of like his date or whatever. Right, and, and he'd been kind of stepping it up yeah. and, and getting more serious. You but know. he never came out and said anything to her, so. Right. But she admitted that she knew what his intentions were. But she just, you know, she's very, she's got her guard up, of course. So, um, Miranda said this is her favorite moment, and this is one of my other favorite moments, too. It's when Luke lets Lorelai borrow his truck to move Rory to Yale, and we actually covered that episode before, but... It was the Lorelai's first day at Yale, but I just thought it was cute the way like she kept being like, "Oh, I just needed a few more hours, a few yeah. more hours," and then he kept helping her move the mattress around. Uh-huh. And that that stupid mattress. Yeah, <laughs> it was just back and forth to to Yale, and one well, I just need another you know hour or so. And she could never drive the, the truck right because yeah. it was a male chauvinist stick shift. So. Yeah, that I mean, if if you didn't understand the relationship between Luke and Lorelai. You know, and you came in, it was the first episode you saw that whole scene with the truck and how he, like, would bend over backwards to help her out. And, you know, that, yes, it's inconveniencing him, but he's doing it because he likes her. You know, you'd quickly understand their relationship just from that one episode. Right. So. And all the times, like, where he's done maintenance around her house and, like, snow- shoveled snow and even right. when they were fighting. and Yeah, it's all the exact same relationship, you know, between the two of them. So, good. that's a really good one, Miranda. Okay, well, that pretty much sums it up for our character analysis of Luke Danes and Scott Patterson. So next week, we are going to do another character analysis of Rory Gilmore, who is played by the lovely and talented Alexis Bledel. Hmm. So feel free to email us any favorite Rory moments. I'm sure there'll be hundreds. Um, She's my personal favorite character next to to Logan. You know, she's my favorite Gilmore girl, I guess I would say. So I have lots to talk about, but um, you can email us. My email address is alicia at gilmoregirlspodcast.com. That's A-L-I-C-I-A. And I'm Dave, D-A-V-E, 
at GilmoreGirlsPodcast.com. So if you want to uh, leave comments about this episode or the one that we are going to do next, like your favorite Rory moments, uh, you can go to the website, GilmoreGirlsPodcast.com, and leave comments there. And that's that's a good place because then you can get a dialogue going and people can see what your favorite moments are. You don't necessarily have to you know, email me. We'll still read them. And just to let you guys know, her birthday is September 16th, Alexis Bodell's, I mean, and she will be 25. Man, that's old, isn't it? I know. She'll be as old as us, Hmm. or as me, and what you will be on Saturday, so. Um, Also, just to let you know, I've gotten lots of emails about when are we going to do a Lorelai character analysis. I told you guys we were going from the bottom, working our way up. (laughs) She's the top dog, huh? So, we're going to do... The week after that, a character analysis of Lorelai and Lauren Graham. And then the next week, we're just going to do speculations about Season 7 because that Tuesday, September 27th, is uh, the premiere of Season 7. Very good to plug that date, Alicia. I yes. get about you know two emails a week. And I believe we put that on our website before. Yeah, but it gets buried by all the uh, wonderful shows we post. It's also on the CW's website. We've also gotten questions about what's the CW. Yeah, am I going to get it? Uh, you know, what's going on? You'll have to you go know. to the CW's website, which we have a link up to that, I believe. Yeah, I know that that sounds kind of lame to like, oh, check your local listings. But no, seriously, that's the only way we can really give out and good information. It does affect the whole country. Some people are like, well, I live in New York. Is it just happening for New <laughs> no, York? I get a one. Hi, Dave. I live in Texas. Will I get the CW? I don't know. <laughs> we don't know. We don't even know what channel it's going to be on for us. So. I and I called Comcast to ask them, and they're like, oh, well, I don't know. So we just have to wait and see. But, but the CW does have some locations listed on their website for that. Um, but what it is is the WB and the UPN are merging right. into a new network owned by CBS. CBS and Warner Brothers? Or? I think so, yeah. They're going to... I'm not sure how the legalities work, but that's so. I think so because it's CBS and Warner Brothers where they got the name CW from. So, um, WB is not dropping Gilmore Girls like some people vast us. It's WB will be no more starting in September. So right, they're really. I mean, it's common just changing. Sense. It's probably going to be the same channel. Hope. Yeah, there's a good chance. Like if you have the WB, it's probably going to just turn into the CW or, or vice versa. If you have UPN or you have both, one or the other is likely to turn into CW, and. Common Sense tells you they're just going to take the best shows of both. You know, they're pulling over Veronica Mars. They're leaving, you know, or they're, they're pulling over Gilmore Girls. You know what I mean? They're pulling the best of, you know, or the other. I, don't, I know the WB has other shows, but, you know, I really don't care about those. And they have other ones that have high ratings, so they're going to keep those as well. So look on the Internet, CW website, for that information. But, again, Tuesday, September 27th. Is the first Logan Day. Well, actually, no. It is, but Veronica Mars, I believe, premieres the next week, mm. which is why I'm calling Tuesday's Logan Day now. Oh, good for you. Logan Eccles and Logan Huntsberger. Yes. And also, before the premiere of Season 7, to get your Gilmore Girls fix, or if you haven't gotten a chance to watch Season 6 yet, the DVD of season six goes on sale on Tuesday, September 19th, which is the week before the premiere. And you can watch it in a week. Yeah. Season six. I've done it before. Not only does it go on sale, but and we said this again, in another podcast, if you want to get that DVD as low as you can get it in the, price, the week of when week it goes of, on sale, not just the day we found out it's the whole week. So get, get it before that weekend and you can get it for, you know, 20, 30 bucks off sometimes. And yeah, we got the Veronica Mars season two. It's normally 60. We got it for 40. Yeah. 
you got to save money every place you can. You know. So, and I'm sure Best Buy will have it. I'm sure Walmart and Target yes. will have it. So don't, don't email me and ask me where <laughs> who's going to have it. I'm not. I don't have that kind of insider information. No. I, I go out to the store and look for it just like you people do. Yeah. Now, if you know Warner Brothers wants to send me a copy for real, this whole buying DVDs for our fans, you know, for our listeners is not. It's not the best thing. We I'm need using be, it for research and development, you know. So uh-huh. we need we need to have a connection. Someone needs to start shipping us crates. I'm talking like beep beep crates. You know what I mean? Nice sound effects there, David. Thank you. See, your new studio comes with sound effects, oh. <laughs> everything. It's great. Yes, yeah, the engineers and interns working around the clock for these wonderful sound effects. Well, when you threaten people's jobs, if they don't step it up, you get more performance. Well, Greg, Greg is a sniveling little weenie. He'll be fine. <laughs> That's Greg the intern. All right. So on that note, until next week, have a great week, guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs>